Home prices in San Diego County are continuing their upward trajectory. Prices in the metro area were up 9.5% annually, which is the highest growth in the region since the housing boom in the early 2000s. It still remains somewhat paradoxical that housing prices would rise during an economic downturn, but for now, it's still a boon for sellers. For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego News Fix. Phil Molnar, you cover real estate for the San Diego Union-Tribune, and I'm going to start with the obvious question, why are the prices going up? So there's two big factors, a lot of people, I'll say three. One is mortgage interest rates are at record lows. So that's helping some buyers get off the couch, but I don't know if it's really everybody. But the biggest factor we hear is that a lot of people still don't want to put their homes up for sale that might have done it previously. So we really have a low number of homes for sale and a few people just fighting it out to get in there. So that's pushing up prices. And that's probably the biggest factor that everybody could agree on. And a third one is there's a lot of people working from home still. So if you started out the year working at an apartment and you had the money to buy, but maybe you didn't, now you might have a little bit more motivation to actually make that purchase. So that's what we're seeing. Those three factors have really, really made a difference the last few months for sure. Okay, it makes sense. It's like we're in this really unique market conditions and all of those conditions are slowly increasing prices. That's that's correct. And you know, what I reported on today was the S&P CoreLogic Case-Shiller Indices, which showed that San Diego home prices had gone up 9.6% annually. Um, that's the highest number we've had since 2014. If you remember 2014, it was like we spent all these years in the Great Recession and home prices were just so low comparatively, you know, and prices just shot up in 2014. So now we're started sort of seeing the same thing, even though prices have been going up pretty steadily for the last four or five years. So that's what makes the numbers we're looking at even more shocking. And what I'll mention about these Case-Shiller indices, uh, they're based on a three-month rolling average, and they're kind of backward looking. So we're looking at numbers from September. But what makes it really interesting is it compares us to the 20 biggest cities in America. And in this regard, San Diego had the third fastest growing home prices in the nation. Mm-hmm. And in this scenario uh, that we're currently in right now, who's in the best position for this market? Well, if you've got to, if you if you've kept your job during this entire time, and you might have some exposure to the stock market, both of those would be a sign that you're probably doing pretty well and can make that home purchase. You know, it's been said by a lot of analysts, and it always seems really cold to say it, but even before COVID hit, before all these job losses, there were about half of San Diego or more that just were not in the home market to begin with. They wouldn't have been able to afford a home. And so what we're looking at right now is all those people that have degrees, or sometimes they don't, but a lot of the people that can work from home on their computer have not lost their income in any way. You know, those people are the ones that are benefiting right now, and they seem to be really taking advantage of it. Mm -hmm. And at this point, have you seen any data kind of supporting the theory that, you know, after the pandemic going on for so long, there are people who, as you mentioned, aren't in the housing market, may choose to leave the region just because it's too expensive? You know, we always hear that so much. Um, it's, It's tough because 
the latest data we have for, I think, leaving county to county migration was from 2016. So it's it's pretty far gone, but it's we are hearing that a lot more that people are considering leaving. But what we know about times of crisis, especially during this global pandemic, as an example, is people don't really like to get up and move during this time. And that might be different than what you're seeing on your Facebook feed and all that other stuff, because I know I've had a lot of friends. I've had like three friends move and it was a big surprise. But, you know, during these times of crisis, people like to hunker down and stay where they're at. So I think that's also another reason why we're not seeing a lot of homes on the market. But we'll have to wait and see on the numbers. We know for a lot of years, there's less people moving to San Diego than there are, you know, moving here. But, or, or excuse me, there's more people moving out of San Diego County than there are moving in. Having said that, our population still continues to grow about 1% a year. So you're adding 20,000 20, to 30,000 people every year anyways in San Diego County. So I don't know if it's a whole lot to write home about that a lot of people are leaving when we just have a, people getting born all the time. Yeah, certainly. And it'll take, you know, at least a couple of years for us to get a full sense of how this pandemic has caused American migration. Because, you know, even at this point, if you were to leave, you'd be going to a place that arguably has the worst, uh, you know, cases of the virus. So you'd be going from the, the frying pan to the fire there. Yeah, I know a lot of the places, you know, I mean, you think about it right now, you could be, I don't think anyone's going to pick up and move to North or South Dakota, you know. But what I will say about that is from these Case-Shiller indices that we're looking at, it's sort of interesting because it's every single market showed price increases. You even look at like our worst performing ones like Chicago and New York, they were both up 4% annually when looking at the Case-Shiller indices. You know, that's that's more than double the price or the, the, the pace of inflation. So when you think about that, I mean, there's really not a bad place to move if you're looking for your home prices to go up, or at least there wouldn't have been if you bought a year ago. Mm-hmm. And going back to housing prices itself, um, what were some of the trends that were, you know, we were looking at prior to the pandemic? So even back then, we had a real slowdown in home building in San Diego County. So what we basically had before the pandemic was this crisis of not enough home inventory. So there's people still putting their homes on the market, but there's just really not enough. Even last year, around this time, there was around 7,000, 8,000 homes on the market, which sounds like a lot, except that we're the fifth largest county in America, and that is not a ton of ton of homes for sale. So even before the pandemic, there was this competition and fight for very few homes for sale. So we had that going on. And on top of that is we really slowed down in home building in San Diego County. The best we've been able to manage as a region is usually around 10,000 new homes a year. And that dropped down to, I think, around 8,000 last year. And it's sort of been a steady decline. You know, there's a lot of community opposition to new housing. So that, that was a lot of what we were dealing with even going before this pandemic even started. Mm-hmm. And uh, speaking somewhat in macroeconomic terms, but is the current situation that we're in with, you know, these forces keeping prices higher than normal for a long amount of time. Is that healthy? What happens when this kind of becomes a status quo? You know, I've kind of wondered that myself because one thing that could happen with this news of these vaccines is more people put their homes on the market and that could potentially lower or slow down prices 
or it does the opposite and more people get even more confident about the home market and they start buying more and more homes and that drives up prices even more because there's more competition. So I'm really not sure how it's going to play out in the long term. I can only kind of guess either it's those two scenarios, a combination or something I didn't even think of. But yeah, you mentioned before, like macroeconomic terms and all that. Yeah, we know home prices are going up way faster than wages. So there's not a super correlation there, but it's not like people are being completely irrational right now. This isn't the housing boom. Right now, interest rates are the lowest they've ever been. So if you were to buy a home right now, in some sense, it makes sense because you you would get able to lock in this really low rate for potentially a 30-year mortgage. But what I will say about that is a lot of analysts are not predicting interest rates to go up that much next year. So if someone's telling you or your gut's telling you you need to buy now, well, maybe prices will keep going up and that might make sense. But there's a good chance interest rates will continue to stay low into 2021. It might not be as low as right now. We'll see. But, you know, I don't really see that being a big shift. Mm -hmm. And uh, looking ahead a little bit, um, when it comes to the current conditions that we're in right now, what do experts say is the thing that's most likely to change first that would cause either prices to jump up or prices to kind of go down? Like what's the weakest link in this, you know, economic forces that are creating our current economic conditions? Right. So there's a theory out there I'm pretty excited about, and I hope it plays out because I know a lot of us at the paper that are younger reporters might like the opportunity to buy a house, you know, eventually or something like that. But one of the things that I'm hearing is this sort of idea that you take this pandemic's been really terrible for people that didn't make really high wages. Everybody that made low wages pretty much lost their job. Sort of depends on your industry. But a lot of those places, if you were like say a restaurant worker, but you've been at it a long time and you were a good saver, you might have a home, okay? So there's a possibility that some of our lowest priced homes around here, we're talking like 350,000 falling apart home in City Heights or Logan Heights. There's a chance we could start to see more of those properties open up and go on the market. And that might be sort of like the weakest link. The only thing that worries me about that is every time that happens, you know, those homes get 10, 12, 15 offers. And even though the investor activity has been a little bit slower recently, there are institutional investors that are looking to buy up all these single family homes that they can. So we'll see how, even if that happens, it might not even be the best turnout for a potential home buyer, but we'll have to wait and see. Mm -hmm. And also right now, um, Many economists say that we're in this K-shaped recovery in which, you know, higher earners are doing fine and they've more or less returned to almost pre-pandemic norms, while those who don't make a lot of money have lost their job and are still struggling and will struggle for the next many months. So how do you expect the Biden administration to deal with the fact that, you know, owning a home is now even more out of reach for a good chunk of Americans and will remain for, you know, at least the next year and a half? Yeah, so President-elect Biden, he has proposed a, a program that would give first-time homebuyers $15,000. It's it's, it, I don't know how it's going to work, but it's a tax credit you get like right away as soon as you buy the house. So that would make things really easier for first-time buyers. Although with everything, you kind of got to wonder if, you know, that's just going to drive up prices even more now that people know they got the 15000 So that home price goes up by 100000 
you know, stuff like that. So that that's that's one way the that's one small way the Biden administration is looking into it. Some other things I've heard too is that, you know, he is considering taxing dividends on stocks around the same level as income. Right now, we get taxed more on our income than we would if we got dividends from a stock. So a lot of the home market so far, a lot of people have pointed to it. It's been a great year for the stock market, especially if you bought a bunch of stuff in March when the, the bottom was falling out. So a lot of these tax changes might actually start chipping away maybe a little bit. It's These are very moderate proposals uh, that Biden is proposing, but maybe it'll start chipping away a little bit at how much you know, how great it's been to be rich in America. We'll have to see. And maybe that could sort of free up some space where, you know, maybe that homeowner who's seen his dividend checks go down decides maybe I don't need a second or third property in North Park. Maybe I'll just, you know, maybe a, a traditional home buyer. I mean, those are all, we, we don't know for sure, but these are ways that might actually start shifting the market a little bit in favor of people that have never been able to buy before they might get a little bit, a little bit of a foot in the door, just barely. And we'll see. Mm-hmm. And also somewhat on that point, uh, with a lot of new changes coming to local and county government, uh, how has housing kind of played into plans for 2021 and beyond? Well, you know, a lot of elected officials are pro-housing. You know, I know Barbara Bree sort of uh, probably wasn't, as much as say Todd Gloria that was just elected. And uh, again, people are going to kill me for that one, but I just a little bit of what I've been reading just on the side, but our local and County officials are really pro housing in a sense of a lot of what they say. But at the, at the end of the day, a lot of times, if you approve a new housing thing in your neighborhood, you're going to get voted out next term, you know? And so it's still really difficult at a local level to maybe do some big large scale housing plan. It's just remarkable the amount of people of all shapes and sizes that will come out against housing when it comes ahead, you know? There can be good or bad things, you know, if you're a homeowner, that's good they're not building more houses because that makes your home more scarce. Uh, If you're someone that doesn't want the shape of your neighborhood like Encinitas to change, that's probably good for you, but there are a lot of people here in San Diego that would like the opportunity to buy something and so that makes it a little more difficult. So local officials, there isn't, there's a lot of stuff they can do, but you know, when you really look at it, the large scale, you would sort of need something to happen. I hear this a lot. And I don't know, but a big, big part about it might be at the state level up in Sacramento, mm-hmm. some big housing policy that local officials can't really fight against. I mean, we still haven't really seen anything like that, despite a lot of talk from Governor Gavin Newsom during his when he, before he got elected. Mm-hmm. Certainly a lot of questions remain, and it does seem like nothing drastic is on the horizon, at least yet. Nope, no big changes. There isn't a whole lot that uh, President-elect Joe Biden can do at the presidential or federal level, you know, so we're kind of stuck with the same policies we had in California before the pandemic. And that might just make things worse or better, depending on where you fall on the side of the real estate spectrum. Mm -hmm. All right. Phil Molnar, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the San Diego News Fix. 
It's Tuesday, so listen to the latest episode of Name Drop. Here the UT's Abby Hamblin and Christy Totten interview Leanne Kim. She's an Emmy award-winning news anchor and reporter for KGTV10, and she's also given voice to others as the founder of the Pacific Arts Movement and the San Diego Asian Film Festival. Name Drop San Diego is available wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is made possible by subscribers to the San Diego Union Tribune. If you're not yet a subscriber, please go to uniontrip.com slash subscribe. Until next time.